0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. Should city councilors get free parking in green pea lots while the rest of us have to pay? And yes, if you have parked in those recently and you think that the fees have gone up, you're right, they have. That perk the free parking for councillors and staff and some former Toronto Parking Authority board members costs us a cool $300,000 a year. Now, the TPA argues that there's good reason to continue with free parking for councillors on city-owned lots since there are now fewer of them to claim this perk with a 25-member councillor. So, as I said, all the other drivers are paying more. Uh, after the members voted to increase half hour rates in some high usage lots, so I want to know what you think is Is this an outrage? Does it bug you? Does it make you have a bad view of politicians? or well, hey, you know uh, sometimes I look around, we get free parking here at work it's private, but still four one six three six zero. 0740 toll free 1 740 And I would like to bring in Councillor Michael Ford from Ward 1 at Tobacco North and political commentator John Capobianco. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Libby. How you doing? Fine. Hi, Libby. Hi. Let's start with Councillor Ford. Now, you do not accept this free parking, correct? That's correct, Libby. I um, I think uh, many
2: of your listeners um, and yourself, I'm sure, remember um, a while back, probably about a decade ago, um, our former mayor and, and, and former councilor Rob Ford, uh, my uncle, uh, railing against these passes um, a long time ago. And um, uh, needless to say, uh, it's I, I believe it's a waste of taxpayers' money, and we could be putting uh, this uh, money uh, to much better use.
1: Um, okay, I mean, but playing the devil's advocate, you know, presumably, uh, councillors are, are driving around the city uh, doing their work. Uh, and if they paid for parking in that instance, they would just expense it. So kind of what's wh- why is this an optic thing, Michael, or what? Well, I think it's about optics, but I also Libby, I think it's about leadership,
2: right? um just like all of your your listeners out there, they have to commute into work um, uh, most of them have to pay for parking, and everyone, whether you're visiting the city of Toronto, whether you're working in the city of toronto um they they have a price to park in our green tea lots, and um to be very frank with you, libby um counselors. Um, And and city officials and and certain others who are making uh, well over $100,000 a year, I think, uh, can foot the bill for their own parking. And um, to do city business, uh, which I do all the time, I'm I'm traveling all around the city on a daily basis. Uh, There are different ways of making parking arrangements uh, to where you're going and um, just a, a better way of doing your job.
1: John, uh, is this uh, is this an issue? Is this like a small thing that's optic or a big thing? How do you see it?
0: Well, I think it's symbolic, Libby, and I also I commend Councillor Ford uh, for, for taking the leadership and deciding that he's not going to uh, not gonna accept it. Um, I think other councillors should probably follow suit. Um, you know, I think, you know, one thing is, is, is the optic of it. The other thing is symbolic. Um, you know, at a time of austerity where, you know, taxes uh, and, and um, uh, prices of food and others are going up, uh, you know, is getting this little perk, uh, it, does, it does rub people the wrong way, and, and Councillor Ford was right. To to point out that his uncle, uh, former Mayor Rob Ford, uh, you know, spent a lot of time trying to eliminate all the perks, and, and I remember at the time he was getting laughed at and, and uh, criticized by his fellow councillors. But it hit a nerve with uh, with Trontonians at the time, and they said, "You know what? We didn't realize that councillors had all of these, you know, free zoo passes and, and free golf." Passes and all the sort of things that you know, one by one, he eliminated, and it amounted to millions of dollars. Now, you know, it made a dent in the, in the in the city of Toronto budget overall. But it was a symbolic move for for the former mayor to be able to say, "We're cutting out this stuff. We're we're going to go and you know, if, if normal Torontonians have to pay for the stuff, we should pay for the stuff as well." So I do think that there is a there is a message uh, to be to be made uh, by councillors who decide not to take the the, the perk. And the other thing that bothers me too, Libby, if I could um, when you read the article and you you know, they're not only it's not only just counselors, I can understand counselors. I can, I can understand why they would give counselors a free pass for Greenby parking because they do travel and they do have meetings and, and now that they're, uh, you know there's a they're smaller council they 've got more work to be done within the wards uh, within the respective wards, but when they start talking about you know, former board members and, and retired employees with twenty years or more service that 's when you start getting people really mad right I, I think you can almost get away with counselors because city business and, and whatnot, but when you start getting into that space, that's a lot of money that people, other, otherwise people shouldn't uh, shouldn't be having free passes. Uh,
1: Councillor Ford, uh, John Tory, the mayor has said he really wants to take a look at this. Uh, what do you think, uh, what's your read on on the attitude among the other councillors who would get to make a decision on their own, uh, per- well I guess it's the TPA, like what's your read on how uh, the council as a whole would view this? Well, look, I I
2: first want to start off by commending um, and thanking the mayor for his comments on this. Um, And, and of course, the mayor does see the concern with this. And and as John said, it's about the broader picture here, right? It might be uh, just a a small bit of money. Um, But, look, as we overlook these little perks, if you would call it, they add up into something much larger, um, but having said that, um, the attitude of my colleagues, I I, I can only imagine um, uh, their opinions on taking this away. Um, I I'm, I'm actually going to be looking to do that through the budget process. Um, the the Trail parking authority uh, puts uh, the request to city council um, in the budget. Um, I don't think that is something we need to be funding. Um, and, and, and not to repeat what John said, but uh, he made a very good point in, in, a, in a time where governments are trying to watch every penny um, where we are uh, looking to do um, more with less. Uh, this isn 't something that that should be the topic of conversation. Um, you know we, we, we need to be focusing on on the fundamentals of of uh, running and investing in our city, uh, such as the the snowstorm. Uh, we had the other day.
1: Okay, yeah. let's hear from Sharif in Mississauga. Hi, Sharif. Most of the kids... Hi. How, are right. how are you? Fine. Go ahead.
0: I am a, I'm for it. They should pay for their own parking. If I can pay, they can pay. You go to work, you have to pay your own parking, don't you?
1: Uh, well, we have a parking lot here. We're very fortunate, but my husband, if uh, he doesn't drive, because the parking where he works is
0: extremely expensive. Exactly. Toronto is a rip-off for the parking spots. Those private parkings, they collect gold for the parking cars instead of uh, help people, you know, if they go uh, for the business or something like that. The parking spots are joking people in Toronto.
1: Okay, Sharif, thanks for that.
0: You are welcome. Pleasure to talk to you.
1: Okay, thank you. Let's go to Raphael in Scarborough. Raphael, are you there? Hello? Yes, I'm, I'm here. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, hi. I think most politicians, I think they work at a dollar store. They want
2: everything for free. They did the same thing in Buffalo last year in November, where they increased the parking for the city. They had a huge protest, and they had to reduce the parking rates. It's always like this with the, with the politicians. They want everything for
1: free, and they make so much money. That's my comment. Okay, Rafael, thanks for that. Okay, so I think uh, that, you know, given that it is a, a fairly small amount of money, it, it really riles people up. Uh, John, does that surprise
0: you? Well, you know, your two callers had uh, you know interesting perspectives on this, and and uh, you know, but one of them, you know, your your the first one said basically, look, if I have to pay, you know, they should pay, which which is something that a lot of Torontonians believe, and uh, who are hardworking, who have to deal with and and find ways to get to work. That that's you know obviously not going to hit them in the pocketbook as much as anything else. But your second caller basically, you know, was saying that, uh, and that's the optic that that Councillor Ford was talking about. That that is a concern to to politicians and others, which is you know do do voters and and um you know and frontonians you know even broader from that perspective believe that that all you know politicians you know take these things and and uh you know view them as as perks and uh and that's why I think that you know. That, that, that optic that of this which is small as it is uh, is significant and, and and it is something that you know councillor Ford you know rightly and uh, some leadership to say that he, he's not going to accept it and it is going to try to do something about it on council I think other councillors should follow suit and I think quite frankly TPA should say you know what uh, either make it on, a, on a, a volunteer basis if somebody if a councilor wants to take this perk that they have to ask for it um, and, uh, and and sort of you know have that on the uh, on the uh, agenda and put that on the counselor.
1: Okay, I- um- this is a very interesting conversation and it it brings up to me some of the realities of politics we have to take a quick break now but we will be right back with Councillor Michael Ford and John Capobianco and let me give the numbers out again before we go to break 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-744-740 want to hear from you if you have a view on whether City Councilor and other uh, Toronto Parking Authority staff members should just get free parking in all the city's green pea lots. Let us know what you think. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. And uh, here's, uh, you know, what I think might be a bit of an unintended consequence with the green pea lot So uh, the ones that I use, they are not cheap, but they're not crazy, crazy either in terms of what it costs. And there's one green pea lot that I use a lot on the weekend just for, you know, recreation, meeting a friend. And it closed because they're building yet another condo and there's another Green Pea lot close by that's always full and the private lots in the area one of them they actually had the nerve to put up a sign that said uh, you may notice our rates are up a lot uh, on the on the weekend but it's because there isn't much parking in the area so uh, do you see the role Michael Ford of of Green Pea is partly you know giving giving people a little break? Yeah, no, for sure, Libby. Look, you know,
2: one of the things is is that we talk about affordability in our city, and we talk about property taxes, we talk about rates, we talk about fees. But, you know, all this is part of people being able to uh, work in the city of Toronto, visit the city of Toronto, and live in the city of Toronto. And I, I I, haven't been, you know, a big uh, proponent of some of the approaches um, to, I, I would have to even say it as the war against the car in the city of Toronto. Um, look, the car is a reality, and people are coming into our city, people who work in downtown Toronto, visit downtown Toronto, and we need to be doing our part as a city council to make sure that there are affordable options uh for people who use all all modes of transportation um so i i would uh i would have to agree with you
1: uh, yeah, and it's interesting, uh, John, in terms of, uh, I don't know, war on the car, but something we haven't talked about here, as Highway 407 unit users, a rate hike of, of 14% going into effect on Friday. I mean, uh, you know, it is getting very expensive here to use a car. Do you see that, John, as becoming a bit of a political issue?
0: It it has and it has been for some time, and I think that you know just uh, we are just seeing the the cost of of business here in the city of Toronto, and and as Councillor Ford and, and his colleagues have have noted over the course of the last little while, you know they've got they've got to come up with ways to to sort of make sure that that people do get around and can get around to to work first and foremost, but also um, commuting back to home and doesn't take two or three hours, and and obviously making sure that there's more transit. Uh, availability, available, which of course has been an ongoing issue at City Hall for for a number of years in a number of terms, um, but but just ensuring that more streetcars, more subway tracks, uh, you know, less congestion on the highways, making sure that you know construction uh, is timed and done in a way that that makes some sense, so there's not you know major arteries being being uh, blocked at the same time. All of these kinds of things, I think the mayor. To his credit, has been trying to deal with certainly in his first term, and I know he will 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 tackle it in his his second term. But they're not they're not they're not insignificant issues. And and, and to your point, though, to be about parking spots, you know, even the last two or three years. If you uh, if you lived in a city, you would notice that some of the parking lots that were uh, that were there are no longer there. they are buildings, uh, and some of these buildings are allowing at least one floor of parking, uh, you know, uh, public parking versus you know versus the the necessity of having their own uh, tenant parking. Um, but they can only dig so deep because uh, it costs amount, a huge amount of money to, to dig underground versus build up. So you know, so you're getting these buildings where the parking lots used to be, but they're only, you're only going to get a, like a floor if you're lucky. Of public parking spot, and you know what I would hesitate it to see what the cost of of parking uh, underground in one of those buildings would cost uh, a Trontonian.
1: oh yeah, I mean it's just uh it's it's completely out of hand, and I mean I think it's going to affect the businesses because uh, like I said, the place where I used to park well, what do I do there i I uh, meet my friends for lunch on the weekend. Well, you know what we can eat in another neighborhood, so the businesses that yeah, I frequent. Well, it's it's out of luck because the the last couple of. I mean, it cost me twenty bucks to park for an hour yeah. and a half on the weekend to eat lunch. <laughs> that also. Well,
0: and in the summertime, you don't mind maybe parking two or three blocks away and, yeah. and walk into your place. But when it's cold like today, and you can't find a parking spot in front of a store, uh, in front of a business, uh, you know where where the walk is relatively short. You know, good luck. You're going to kind of find someplace else to go, or find a restaurant, or or a or a business that has a parking lot in its place so so it does affect it and then not least of which of course and michael uh, and and kelson ford can talk about this as well but the bike lanes you know you you got bike lanes now taking over a lot of the street parking so um you know the the bloor street uh, is an example where you know they're trying to they're trying to make make use of both you know street parking and bike lanes uh and that's having an effect as well so i think that's another issue too
1: yeah, well, uh, you know, if, if you were driving today, there's not much left <laughs> of any bike lane. Uh, so, Councillor Ford, uh, do you think, uh, the, is the thinking at City Hall still what you would refer to as the war on the car, or uh, is it easing up a little bit?
2: Well, I think there's definitely still um, a part of that motive here with uh, a certain dynamic of counselors. But what what we always have to remember, um, and and, and John bringing up the bike lanes is a good point, is that we need to have a balanced approach to city building and city planning. Um, Look, uh, as I said uh, just before, uh, the car's not going anywhere anytime soon. It is still uh, probably one uh, one or two uh, first or second most used mode of transportation into the city, um, and a lot of people use it. So when we look at urban planning, when we look at bike lanes, sure, there are streets in the city, and, 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 and I totally agree with this, that work for bike lanes. Uh, separated bike lanes work. Uh, in certain areas. But yes, of course, on Bloor, no, it doesn't work. And and I don't think we should be, uh, uh keeping the bike lanes on Bloor, and I don't think we should be keeping the bike lanes on a number of Of places in the city, because once again, it comes down to that balanced urban approach, urban planning approach.
1: Well, on the bike lanes, I have to say, I I believe that that ship has sailed. John Mm -hmm. Capobianco, uh, just your thought. I mean, we we heard from some of our callers, and uh, they see politicians as kind of milking the system. Do you think that uh, under the current mayor and the current council, is, is, is that um, view of people getting better? And, and how does something like this parking deal affect that?
0: Well, you know, I I am always a glass half full, um, and I and I believe uh, the work that politicians do, and and I commend them for taking. Uh, you know, I tried twice myself to be able to, to to run for office, so I I sort of know what 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 it is to be um, to be a politician, and uh, so I, I you know there's a lot of work, and they don't get a lot of uh, credit for some of the work that they do. So I do uh, believe in that, and I and I believe that there are some who who go into public life, you know, it, you know it, accepting perks and that kind of stuff, but the vast majority. Of politicians to go in there with the good intentions to do the work and, and know that it's going to be tough and, and a lot of scrutiny for not a lot of money. Um, so I give I, I would say that there's a small majority that might fall in that category. But the problem is, though, it's when you have these kinds of debates and these organizations like TPA that are doing this that this reaffirm in those uh, voters' minds, uh, you know, the skepticism that they might have towards politicians in general. You know, they don't see that one bad apple uh, affects. You know, they see that one bad apple affects. Whole basket, as opposed to you know one-offs, but I do think by and large politicians do good work, uh, and uh, you know, and, and I think that that's what Trontonians want to believe. But this kind of stuff brings the debate back, and, and it turns into a uh, to a negative uh, scenario, which I think is not needed.
1: Okay, and Councillor Ford, you still. Love- Going to be fighting against those perks, right? Uh, of course, and and
2: you know what? I, I'll I'll announce here on your show, Libby, that I endorse uh, John Capobianco for uh, counselor <laughs> somewhere in the city. So we have to get him on the ticket. <laughs> you, you know what? You is, know, it, and, and I and I agree with John here. It, 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 it what it is? It, it's about um, setting an example, and leadership starts at the top. And I think what frustrates people most of all. Um, is kind of the lack of accountability. Yes, it's something small, but it, it leads into other things. Like, that's why we need to keep our eye on this. And I think one is most frustrating is how, in the same meeting, uh, we approve freebie passes for people making over $100,000 a year, but raise the cost of parking on Greenpea lots for the people who use them in our city. I think that is what uh, gets people uh, most... um frustrated uh, with our city government,
1: and uh, you can't blame them. Okay. I agree. I agree. Uh, we are we are out of time, gentlemen. So thank you so much to John Capobianco and Councillor Michael Ford. Appreciate it.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.